2: Welcome to the show. It's a very special edition of the Date Day edition of the Word to Stand on for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and you're listening to a radio show that was dying for one reason to take your phone calls and answer your Bible questions, life questions, and especially on Thursdays, ladies. This is a show designated for you. If you have any questions or calls, please feel free to call. All you have to do is dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, it's 630-5757. You can also submit questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. Button will come up, say call now, hit it, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. One more time for the main number, 340-9585. As I said, we have a special edition of the program to you. It's our Women's Retreat Program. And we have uh, Paula with a whole host of friends. So, Paula, I'm going to let you introduce them from our left to right, and then we'll get into the show.
3: Okay. First off, we have Bettina, who did our uh, first devotion on uh, Friday morning, which was awesome, and she'll share with that. And then we have the beautiful Jocelyn Makasaria, who also always leads worship for us. And then the sweet, um, demure, May Cruzado, who, because of her demeanor, I always ask her to do the communion. I mean, who wouldn't want to get saved and commune with Jesus when you hear Miss May? And then we have Jessica Heberling, who is our newbie. She, I think she's been, well, no, I know she's been married to Daniel for one year now. He let everybody know. (laughs) And so she's going to be sharing with us her first experience of a retreat with us. And then Gail Perez, who's a... What we you call her?
2: I'd call her Grace.
3: She's gracious, <laughs> cute. She's experienced on this radio program. Um, she's been through some things, and I'm sure she'll share how the Lord touched her heart this year. And then Ziamara. It sounds like it starts with a Z, but it's an X. And she's just a little firecracker. And I, I could embarrass her by how she answered my request for this show, but... Maybe she'll tell you. Anyway, that's our panel.
2: Well, well my, my purpose for this program every year, and this is, I think, the fourth or fifth year that we've done it following the, mm-hmm. the women's retreat. Uh, my purpose, I'm unashamed. We want you, wherever you go to church, to get involved in the ladies' ministries, uh, to go to the retreats. Men, the same thing applies to you. But we'll talk about that in September when we go to our men's retreat. You miss out on so much if you don't go. You know, these retreats, um, they're, they're hard. You make sacrifices of time. You wonder about how your children are going to survive with their father, and you, you've got all kinds of work obligations and things. But when you make the sacrifices to go, Jesus always meets you there. And the whole point is, is having that date weekend with Jesus. And I think what these ladies are going to share from their heart uh, it will indicate to you just how important it is. So why don't we get started, Bettina, since you were the one... Wait a minute. I'm being told something here. Dead air time? Oh, well, well, let's go to a call already. we got a call from Fredericksburg uh, on line one. Eric. Eric, thanks for calling. You're on the air.
0: Well, thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a question about uh, you know, God's all-knowingness and the uh, sin. Uh, you know, I always understood that God loved us before we were even born, that we were expected loved very the beginning. Well, Adam and Eve had to sin in order for us to be here. So God had to already know that they were going to sin in for to even want us to exist to begin with.
2: And so, put, uh-huh. put that in a question. Put that in question for him Eric.
0: Well, it, it, you know, did God already know that Adam and Eve were going to sin before the foundation of the world? Yep in order for him okay. to know
2: that we were going to be here. Yep, I can I can answer that. God God knew everything. God knew the end from the beginning. Uh he's all knowing. You know, we are chosen. Eric, you've heard me say this on the program many times according to foreknowledge. God knew we were going to respond to his his gracious invitation to become adopted into the family. So he knew us, which which means by by Extension that when Adam and Eve were placed in the garden in a perfect, perfect environment, God knew that they were going to blow it. And um, it also means that this plan of salvation, this rescue mission from heaven, was already formed before the foundations of the world were laid as well. Uh, It's one of the mysteries that, you know, most of us would think, well, if I'm going to give Adam and going to create Eve and going to create a perfect environment and they're going to blow it, I'm just going to forget about it and start over with other people or with something else. But but God set his love upon us. You know, in Isaiah chapter 50, Eric, I think it's verse 7, Jesus says, or, or Isaiah says, prophesying of Jesus, that he set his face as Flint to go to Jerusalem. In other words, in an unchanging pattern, he set his face as flint. And as he was making his way to Jerusalem, he was thinking about you and me. As he was hanging on the cross, he was thinking about you and me. Well, the same thing applied with Adam and Eve. Did he know they were going to blow it? Of course he did. And yet there was a rescue plan. And in fact, Eric, if you go to Genesis chapter 3, you'll find the very first prophecy of Jesus uh, in, in our Bibles, uh, and it's an indication that God always had this plan ready to go. So, Eric, thank you for the call. I appreciate it very, very much. And we will be taking questions if you have any questions or calls today. But if you also have any questions for the ladies, ladies, again, this is the day especially for you. Uh, we would love to have your calls and questions, too. Bettina, let's start with you. Tell us about the retreat. What it, What the Lord spoke to your heart. Okay, so the... the Be- before I do that, I'm sorry. Each of you, when you get the microphone, tell us who you are. You don't have to tell us how old you are unless you want to, but how long have you been at Calvary Chapel, and then you can go into your thing.
4: Yeah. So I'm Bettina Sparrow, and I've been attending Calvary Chapel for um, since 2015. Military brought me here. Um, and um, so the retreat for me... Um, was a blessing and encouragement. Um, so thank you, Mama Paula. Um, at the time, I didn't know um, that my story would actually speak to so many of God's people. Um, it, I just shared my life, and the what God had impressed upon my heart in hindsight of the, the issues that I shared was that in spite of my sin, in spite of the, the issues that I went through and the pain that I went through, in hindsight, I saw that God used that to draw me closer to Him, and um, I, I feel that God has a direction for each person, and, and He knows specifically what each person needs to go through or what each person, um, you know, has to, to to travel through in life. What they need um, to make that truth that we know in our head goes to go to our heart, and sometimes experiences brings our hearts to Jesus because we. Not only is just told that God loves us, but we know through experience that God loves us, and so it's just amazing the some of the key um, points in my life that I brought out. How many ladies came to me, and was either going through the same thing or had experienced the same thing, and was encouraged. It, it was an encouragement to me that that God knows exactly what He's doing.
2: First Corinthians says that, that uh, God comforts us with the comfort that we ourselves receive from God so that we can comfort others and mm-hmm. that's what I'm, personal question you were speaking to nearly 300 ladies were you nervous
3: yes sir very <laughs> nervous, <laughs> very nervous. Okay. it didn't seem like it though she was very full of the spirit and, and the Lord really really moved through you it was awesome
2: thank you for sharing your heart the, the willingness is always uh, results in blessing
4: yes sir
3: yes
2: sir Jossie
5: Hi, everybody. My name is Jocelyn Makasadia. I am married to the worship pastor of our church, Elaine. Um, For me, I've gone to many, many, many retreats, and I can honestly say by far I think this is one of my favorite ones. And I don't know if it was just because of the season that I'm in, but really I was expecting to hear the lord and really just minister to my heart and you know um as sometimes leaders like we can get caught up in the serving and the lord just knew exactly i mean it was I, i got to experience a little bit of everything the serving uh the fellowship uh the one on time with the lord and of course having fun and um it really was to god be the glory and uh for me i you know as i as i prepare for the retreats um i have the responsibility of praying about the songs that we get to do at the retreat and the the running theme for me was god i i want i want your character to be manifested Mm -hmm. you know because a lot of the ladies they're going to come in um hurting and questions and you know maybe just going through stuff and um you know as God speaks to me and, you know, as I'm learning as well, constantly learning, you know, to like Mama said, to look up rather than to look right and to the left. And so um, I was so blessed. Um, you know, Tina didn't get to share, but one of the things she was one of the, the she was the first devotion person that spoke. But it really when she said that, um, I think in particular, our sin is is the. Is a backdrop of God's glory. I was like, whoa, that was so cool, you know, because sometimes we can do guilt and we can live in guilt. But in reality, if, you know, once we surrender and once we, okay, Lord, I know you're going to use this for your glory, you know, it, it just... I was like, I was done and I was just ready to hear from him. And it's funny because I've been saved for a long time, but I, I almost felt like a babe in Christ again. Like, you know, uh, one of the I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot and I didn't mean to talk a lot. But one of the quiet time um, questions was ha- when was the last time or how have you experienced um, God's glory to, to lead, you know, which led you to worship him? And I'm paraphrasing that. And at first I was kind of stuck like, Lord, have I experienced your glory and then after a while, as I sat and prayed on my bed, I was like, oh, I experience it all the time. You know, on Sunday mornings when I lead worship with my husband, I'm like, oh, I love you, Lord. Or even with when, when we do worship with my kids, it's like, that's God's glory. So I loved it. I'm, I was, I'm so thankful. That I went and ladies, if you missed it, please come next time. Don't miss it.
2: <laughs> don't miss it. May, Krizana, you may you may recognize May's voice. Because she's the voice that does the intro and the outro on our teaching programs, and she's been doing it for a whole bunch of years. And she always says, if you fall in love with the Bible, you finish the rest, May.
6: You'll fall in love with Jesus, I promise.
1: Yeah,
6: Yeah, so, yeah, again, my name is May, and my husband is uh, Pastor Ken. I'm sure a lot of people, if you've been here, you know him. (laughs) It's like the contact. Um, I, I really believe, just like Mama says every year, is this is the best. This was the best retreat, and I agree. Uh, th- it was very refreshing, and uh, I guess uh, when I reflect back, I remember that there was ladies hurting, and it was their time to be with the Lord alone with, with bringing their issues, and also to get comfort. Uh, from the, the teachings, uh, also from the small, small group meetings that we do on Thursday nights. That was amazing. I myself had some tears that night. Um, but overall, uh, I guess the thing that spoke to me most was uh, the fact that we can experience his glory uh, every day, just like Jocelyn said, Mama's teaching on Thursday night was about Genesis, uh, one and, and, and how everything was made to glorify him. And, um, and then, and then the thing that really struck me the most is that God delights to use us to bring glory to him. And that was the dec- the decorations that Don did. They were amazing. It was it was pictures of the ladies um, on on like um, displayed on this white drape with lights shining behind the pictures, mm-hmm. and so that was a great picture of how God gets the glory. Like He reflect His light reflects through us onto others, and it's
2: it's for His glory.
6: Yeah. Yeah. So that was amazing, and I just like I really had a great time. So thank you.
2: I, I think I'm, I'm going to have Don do uh, decorations for the men next time because our decorations are like backpacks. Yeah, <laughs> your decorations. <laughs> 340-9585 if you have any questions or comments for the ladies uh, or toll free eight seven seven six three kslr Jessica? Hello.
7: <laughs> uh, my name's Jessica Heberling. Um, this was my first retreat ever. Women's oh, retreat really? ever? Yes. Um, I've been to youth uh, camps a lot and I was kind of like, where are all the activities at? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep keep myself busy and actually it was uh it was really refreshing. Um to go to this retreat. Um, I went with my mom, uh, my sister-in-law, Lauren Heberling, and my mother-in-law, Pauline. um, And we had a blast in the ride up. Um, And, uh, you know, the whole experience, you know, expectations versus what actually happens. Um, I, you know, my family right now, we're going through uh, a tough time, and my mom uh, especially. And uh, I really... um, I was praying a lot you know for my mom to come to this retreat um, because uh, being alone and not having a community and and friends around you is is um, makes it everything really difficult um, and I prayed uh, you know please please come and i didn't want her uh, I didn't want her to feel forced, so I just asked her every once in a while. And finally the day before, she was like, I'm coming. And I'm like, oh. yes, praise God, thank you. <laughs> um, so she came, and um, just watching my mom watch all the ladies at the retreat was such a huge blessing for me. Um, and, I, and she came up and told me, she goes, uh, she said, you know, they, they don't judge you. They're very accepting. Um, group of people, and, and isn't that just the love of Jesus shining through, mm-hmm. and uh, just um, hanging out with all the ladies there, I just sat there and I go, I've been here a year I've been at this church a year, and I was like, I didn't know, I didn't know so many people <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I was like, man, you know, I, I really crave um, to have those deeper connections with everyone at this church and um, to to uh, share with other people at the church and just to get to know everybody um and and uh you know god showed me that you don't have to be in it alone And, and daniel my husband uh he's such a social butterfly mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like probably listening going what are you saying <laughs> <laughs> Richard, who, who,
2: who, Richard Marnet, Daniel, you know, right <laughs> Daniel who's been here since he was like a baby yes yeah, exactly so.
7: <laughs> I mean he knew everybody and when yeah. I first when I married him and I came here I was like oh my goodness you know so many people um, but it's been such a blessing to me um, just our marriage um, and every the, all the friends and the family that I got to go with it it's mm-hmm. uh, just, just a huge blessing um and I just I can't. You I, I made a I made a women's retreat resolution, is what I call it. And I'm <laughs> like, I want to be, I want to be different. I want to be better next year. I want to grow in my relationship with the God with God. I want to uh, make more friends, make deeper connections with um, people in my church. I want to, I want to become better. And, and that was a big thing that I got from, uh, from the women's retreat was just, was just wow. I crave to have all these relationships with everyone here i crave to have what everyone else has and 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 i want my own i want it and 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 i want god's love to just show through me and i want it to show and i want to receive it from others as well so that that was the biggest thing i took from the retreat um was just connections
2: that's something pretty good to take away you know just i was laughing because when we went through pre-marriage counseling yeah. Um but, you know over a year ago yeah. now we started probably about 6 months before you were, before the wedding. Uh we could have waited but your husband was really excited for he the He was jumping
7: job. up and down. He was so excited. He was, I can participate. But,
2: but I tried to warn you that you were marrying into a family and you're finally starting to realize that, what I that am, means. Yes.
7: <laughs> but it's it's you know it's not it's a beautiful loving family. Mm-hmm. And that that's the that's the difference. It's not just a family. It's mm-hmm. it's a beautiful god-loving god-fearing family that i just i can't i can't say enough how blessed i am to have the heberlings and this church
1: in my life now Thank it's such a huge blessing
2: grace gail <laughs>
1: <clears throat> hi my name is gail perez and um, my family and i have been coming to calvary for seven years now and um Leading up to the retreat, um, I knew I was going to go. There was no question there. um, But I just was kind of uh, talking with the Lord and saying, Lord, you know, this time last year, um, my family was still all intact. Everybody was here. And this is going to be a hard time. And so I just kept saying, Lord, it's going to be hard. Um, But I know I need to go. And I just... He blew my socks off. I,
2: now, now, Gail, before you go on, the, the audience doesn't know okay. um, who you are. Explain to uh, the audience what happened a year ago.
1: So, a week after returning from the retreat last year, my uh, my family and I were involved in a car accident, and my eight-year-old son, Nehemiah, went home to be with Jesus. And so... Um, so I just was thinking, I'm just going to be thinking about that. and um, but, but from the moment I left the house and picked up my first girlfriend to make our way up there, um, it was just like the Lord scooped me up mm-hmm. in his hands. And honestly... I don't feel like my feet touched the ground the whole time I was there. I was like, I know I'm walking around places. I'm getting from here to there, but I think I'm floating. And um, I've enjoyed all the retreats in the past, but um, this was just... It was just, he blew off my socks. And um, I just... The other thing, too, is that... um, The first morning I woke up and um, basically every morning since the accident, as soon as my eyes pop open and I'm conscious, I just, you know, I come to realize and my gut, you know, just Nehemiah's not here with us. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I woke up Friday morning and I heard one of my roommates just coming down from the bunk above me and... She put on praise music and went in the bathroom and was getting ready. And that never happened. I never had that sinking feeling or realization. And the same thing on Saturday morning and even after we got back. um, That actually hasn't happened. I mean, I've had moments, obviously, but um, not that, just the moment I'm awake where I just, my my stomach sinks. And so... um, And I just, I could go on and on because um, everything was just like the Lord was just reminding me again and again of his goodness. And he had even been preparing my heart before we left. Um, And so just even Thursday night, you were in Genesis. Wednesday night, the Lord had taken me there. And he was right there in creation. And I love you. And see, I did all of this for you. And just showing me that the best thing that he did was he made us. Mm -hmm. And though he knew that Nehemiah was going to go home before we expected, it was like he was saying to my heart, but he was the best. And I couldn't withhold that from you, even knowing the pain Mm -hmm. that you were going to go through. And so everything about it was just wonderful. And um, I just, I had a, I had fun. (laughs) I had a blast. And that was so, it was just like this time of refreshing for me. And it was so, such a blessing.
2: You know, Gail, we teach theoretically about the peace that passes understanding. Um, But to live it, um, to live through something so tragic, and and to come out and, and see the glory of God, uh, demonstrate, even if it's just for that weekend and the work that he's going to do. It has to give you a great deal of hope for this year coming up. And
1: yes, and that is that's uh, that's exactly right. I have hope for um, a better year. It's going to continue to be. There'll be hard hard times, sure. but um, but it just was like a a new beginning.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to be having a, a short uh, memorial for Nehemiah. On Wednesday, uh, March 20th, uh, before our Bible study, that's the day that we lost him. It's the day that heaven was richer, but uh, we were left a whole bunch poor. And and I think the lesson here is that you can live in the now. You don't have to be stuck in the past. And yet the pain from the past doesn't go away, and it's it's not like the memory fades. Um, but Jesus just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and heaven becomes more and more real. Absolutely. And, uh Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. Well, we've got one more to share, but we're going to have to wait till the other side of the break. You're listening to the special day day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life, ladies. If you have any questions for any of the ladies who are here, we'd love to have your phone calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. This is the Word to Stand Up for Life. We will be back in two minutes.
0: back to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh
2: welcome back to the date day edition of the program 340-9585 for your live calls and questions let's start this half hour with a phone call from kelly online one kelly thanks for calling you're on the air
5: I, hi, Pastor.
7: Um, hi. I remember a long time. I remember a long time ago that um, someone asked about a lady preaching,
2: and that mm-hmm. she said it was a false doctrine. That she said, I, I, you know, that "Women." Yeah, it, it it was in in opposition to, to the doctrine. Yes, women are not supposed to preach. Kelly, I get asked that question probably uh, at least once a week. On the program, uh, can pastors? Can women be pastors? Should pa- or women be preachers? First um, Timothy chapter two says very clearly, "I do not permit a woman to teach or have authority over a man." Now he's talking about in the church, so that's the only restriction, and uh, and it is a prohibition when when the the qualifications for a pastor are listed both in Timothy and in Titus. It's always he must be the husband but one wife. Um, um, he must be a man who's above reproach. So, so this is an office as a result of the curse, as a result of the fall. This is an office that is reserved for men. Now, what we have to understand is God doesn't care about our cultural pro- proclivities. He doesn't care that we are offended by that. He lays down the rules. Jesus is the head of the church. And because he's the head of the church, Kelly... Uh, we have to, we, we are the church, we have to submit to his rules. Now, it doesn't mean men are more spiritual. It doesn't mean that men are more gifted. It simply means that God who establishes church said this is the way things are going to be done. And in that First Timothy passage in chapter 2, it's verse 12, he then goes on to explain, going all the way back to the Genesis account, why it's going to be so. So again, the idea is that it's because of the fall. It wasn't intended to be this way. Um, Man messed up God's perfect creation, so then there had to be rules, there had to be order, and this is the way God established it. So those of us in our 21st century culture, who disagree with God, we think that's um, sexist or we're not being fair to women. Um, You're going to have to save those arguments for the time when you stand before Jesus because he's the one who established the rules. I think one of the things, thank you for your call, Kelly. I think you. uh, one one of the things that we have to understand in, in everyday life is that we who call Jesus Lord, the word means he's in charge, he's the boss, he's our owner. He purchased us out of our sin after creating us Uh, mankind in perfection, he purchases out of our sin, so he makes the rules, we say yes Lord, and follow the rules, and as long as we follow the rules, then it goes well with us, if we don't follow the rules, then it doesn't go well with us, and churches that have women pastors, are churches that are out of order, doesn't mean that God won't save people, it doesn't mean that God's mad at them, it just means that they're settling for less than God's best, and for the life of me, I don't know why anybody, man or woman, would ever want to settle for less than God's best. Kelly, appreciate the question. You usually have a lot to say by now, Ziamora. You're up next.
8: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello. Um, my name is Ziamara Rojas. I've been here since 2012. I wish I could do that. Mm-hmm. Rojas. There you go. There it is. <laughs> and, um... I had so much fun from beginning to end. It was just God's been um, peeling layers for months before the retreat that just allowed me to be in his rest the whole time. So the whole change of teaching or plans that might have been and ended up with Genesis 101 <laughs> Um, was a need to, uh, the simplicity we tend to forget that it's all it is. It's just be with me. Um, and that's what I got was just today is today. And tomorrow, if the Lord wills, he'll take me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if he wills, I will breathe, mm-hmm. you know? And just to re- a reminder um, to have fun and I just enjoyed
2: you know as a pastor one of the reasons I like the the retreat so much is because it's a reminder to live in the now Jesus said uh, don't be anxious for tomorrow don't worry about tomorrow today has enough of its own to worry about and our lives are all proof of that but but we so cling to worrying about things that are not in our control and that quiet time especially at retreats is that time when God can sort of get a hold of you and say listen to me I got this and we start worrying again, and he reminds us, "Don't don't worry, I got this." So thank you for that, Zia Moura. Paula.
3: <laughs> okay, I'll tell you my little story, because um, you know you t- we're talking about God's glory, how smart He is, and He knows stuff, and 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 all of a sudden I thought, oh, I should invite one of my daughters-in-law. You know, duh. Yeah. So I invited her, and and um, she texted me back, and she said. Let's do it. I'm like, what would (laughs) she (laughs) say? You know, it was like, the Lord said, yeah, I'm in charge of all this. So I've invited her, and um, she said, yes. Okay, so now what to do? And um, so I have to call Ron and say, she said, yes, what do I do? He says, we'll buy the airline ticket. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I let her know we're buying the airline ticket. And so she comes, and um, this was, you know, the enemy before was stirring me up like, you know, I have two and a half days to make sure she gets saved. What are you going to do? What are you going to say? <laughs> you know, I had it all planned out. It was like the Lord said, no, 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 just rest. Just rest in me. And so when I told Jocelyn first that she was coming, oh, I wanted to stay in the room with me. So I was thinking, well, okay. So I'll ask her if she wants to be in the room with you or if she wants to be in the room with me. So I, when I picked up my daughter-in-law, she said, I told her, and she said, well, What do you think? I said, well, I think you'll have more fun with the younger girls. And so she said, okay. Um, But then the next day, she was looking for me. But I had so much peace. It wasn't one of those things where it's like, okay, let me tell you the gospel. You've seen the love in action. You know, okay, today's the day you're supposed to get saved, and then you have a whole day tomorrow to be a Christian before you go home. Those thoughts came, but the Lord just said, rest. I didn't have to do a thing. She was asking me questions, and I was giving her answers, but it wasn't up to me, and it still isn't up to me to get her saved. And it's like, okay, but this has been my prayer ever since she left. Lord, don't let her sleep without hearing my voice. Don't let her rest without hearing all the teaching and seeing, you know, that's what people come here just like you, Jessica, are saying. This is a loving family who knows about Jesus and desires to live with him and for him and it changes you and she just there's no way she could miss that
2: Paula uh, already a couple of the ladies have referred you as mama yeah talk talk about the impact that had on Laura
3: (laughs) when she came into my room on Friday because she's going to stay with me the rest of the retreat she's with her hands like ZMR sitting here with her arms crossed she goes hey all of these people are calling you mama mama Paula mama this mama that she says I'm your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't call you that. She said, when I get home, Terry and I are going to reassess, Terry's our son, reassess, reassess how we address you <laughs> because I'm your daughter. I was like, well, you can call me mama all you want to, you know, but you guys made, made a, a big impact on her. And um, she, I, I totally believe she wants what we have, just not quite sure over that line, but I think she's real close.
2: Yeah. You know, and any of you can comment on this, but um, the thing that we forget in our sophisticated, busy culture is that church was always created to be family. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's the, 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 the uh, descriptives that, that are used in Scripture. Um, the, the idea, imagine a first century church, uh, which was, was entirely Jewish. Uh, imagine um, somebody converting to Christ, being kicked out of their family. Mm -hmm. Um, Jewish families would actually hold funerals for the converted family members. They were still alive, but not to the family. They were dead to the family. And all of a sudden, they're out in the world all on their own with no family or support system. All they had was each other. And it's amazing that the church grew so quickly because there were places to go for people who had no place to go. I hope that makes sense. And and that's what a lot. You know, Jessica, you talked about your mom coming to to the retreat, and and um, um, our our unsaved daughter-in-law, who's a wonderful girl, um, but but you know this whole idea of you guys are all Jesus all the time, and um, then she sees nearly three hundred other women who are kind of experiencing the same thing, and sees the fellowship and the unity in the body. Uh, That's the way it's always supposed to have been. So, um, you know, we're all orphans. Sin made us orphans. And when we come back into a family, that's the instinctive place that we're supposed to be. And uh, and we know it in our hearts.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, Like May was saying, with the pictures and the light shining behind us, you know, we're now the saved ones. We used to be in the darkness walking around, you know, uh, in our sin. And yet... Now the glory that shines through us. And so the unsaved, they don't even know why they say yes. But they want to be, it's not us, it's Jesus shining through us. And they just feel comfortable and then they want what what God is doing in us. And so we invite all unsaved people to our school, our church, our retreats, our women's luncheon, the men's retreats, because we want to say if he can use me, <laughs> he can use you, you know. Um, Jean and I, Jean tells you, you know, she's dyslexic. And as she's teaching, you can hear that she's dyslexic sometimes because the words get kind of messed up. And she'll look at me like, what, you know, it's uh, preserved to preserved, you know, <laughs> preserves and preserved. And she says it like it's jam and jelly instead of. Persevere. Persevere. There you go. Instead of persevere, she says preserve. I'm like, well, no, it's persevere. And so we have fun. God doesn't need the qualified. He doesn't need that. He chooses the foolish, the weak, the despised, the lowly, the not evens. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that he can use anybody, you know, and he wants to. I, I, you know, think he's he can say, like, Gene started out with Romans 11. Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decision and his ways. And yet he lives in us and he goes, May, I want you to be the voice at the end of the radio program for a reason. May is starting to get people coming up and recognizing her voice. Because they've been listening to the radio program so long, she just talks and they're like, I know her. Who would have thought before you were born that you'd be on the radio program just and people would say would be drawn to this ministry because of that voice? Who knew Jocelyn uh, Pop Diva would be leading worship at a church? And a lot of her fans who used to listen to the Pop Diva are now getting saved and saying stuff like you should make a Christian album.
2: We made Lori listen and, and watch your Great Day SA mm-hmm. interview. Again, we've got it saved on our DVR thing. Yeah. And uh, she, she says, really, all that? And it's the first time she, she'd seen that. So it, it's just how God's working. Uh, Bettina, let me ask this. You, you've got another family. You're sitting here in your Air Force camos. So um, w- what's it like being in the military and trying to serve Christ? Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
4: it is um i i say it's just a spitting image of how it is anywhere in the world um i feel that the the military is just a reflection of our culture and i'm starting to see the same things that you know we see in our everyday culture Mm. it it, it's in the military also Mm. so it is a little different different um you know i get comments all the time well i know that you're a believer or I know that, um, well, your faith, or we know how you are,
2: um, almost like that's an indictment. Yeah. yeah, We know how you are.
4: So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an opportunity for me to, to tell them like when we have normal conversations at work about weekends, um, you know, I say, okay, well I went to church or, Mm -hmm. and, um, especially when I got back from the retreat, I was able to share with my coworker about, Hey, this is, you know, what God did and, Um, So I I feel that just like anywhere in the world, that the military is a place where, you know, we definitely can um, show the light of Jesus Christ.
2: And if I'm right, you're a master sergeant? Yes, sir. Can you order people to become Christians?
4: No sir. <laughs> no sir. I wish it doesn't work that way.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep asking Martina questions because she's the only one who says sir to me.
1: So. <laughs> Other
3: questions? We're, we're, you're the dad. Yeah. We say sir. Yes. Um, okay. So at the retreat, what would you say was the the one thing that maybe others came because I saw a lot of ladies asking for prayer, asking. For direction okay so uh, I'll start with May um, I made mention earlier
6: about ladies hurting and uh, what I saw with the people I prayed for uh, that that uh, God was addressing uh, their situation within the studies like whether it was Jean speaking or you mm-hmm. uh, and they felt they came to me having been comforted but needing more prayer just mm-hmm. because they knew they were going to go home mm-hmm. and, they, and life would happen again and they would have to get back into their everyday, you know, routines. So I feel that overall they were they were equipped, but also that they were uh, encouraged to continue to, to stay close to Jesus and continue to apply the things that they've learned mm-hmm. so far mm-hmm. in their walks. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: You know, uh, following up on that, Jessica, you talked about your family going through a rough time. And and you leaving the retreat, going back into rough time town, and mm-hmm. um, um, what what's that kind of transition like? And and what did the retreat do to prepare you for that?
7: Um, it's hard. Uh, you know, the retreat was amazing, and, and you're in this place that's um, there's no stress, there's no worry, um, and then when you go back home um, to you know, and not not just your your actual home, but your family and uh, your work and everything like that. It's almost like you have blinders on before um, and after retreat. They take the blinders off um, sometimes. Like for me, it was a little. It showed me more as well. Um, you know, sometimes uh, I noticed one thing that I actually haven't mentioned before is sometimes I don't um, come to. And it's not, it, it, you know, defense of my, of my Jesus, of my God. Sometimes some people, especially now with our culture, um, we go out into the world at work um, and regular life, and people will make comments and, and say things um, that it's like, you know, uh, taking the Lord's name in vain, for example. And now, you know, not, not now, but it's like some, a lot of people accept it. A lot of Christians just accept it and just ignore it and move on because they don't want to cause a confrontation. They don't want to cause, because um, what happens uh, that I've seen a lot is people will turn, point finger at you and say, you're the one who hates, you're the one who this, because you don't agree with what I'm doing. And that's one thing that I took away from retreat when I, when I came back home was uh, I was like, you know, I, I love Jesus. I want to walk with him. And if he was sitting right here beside me, would he agree with what I did? Am I coming to, to, you know, and if he's sitting right here beside me and someone insults my Jesus, am I going to just be like, oh, okay, and just leave it alone? Am I going to join in or am I going to say, no, you know, I don't agree with that, take myself away from the situation, say I love you, you know, God loves you, but I'm not going to be involved in this and walk away. Um, <laughs> I know that, that, that might not be exactly what you were saying, but that, no, that was that, a big that, thing that. that I I, I actually, away from you
2: that. just preached some of my Sunday morning message. <laughs>
7: <laughs> and well, you Luke, had a big influence on me.
2: <laughs> Luke, Luke chapter 12. So, Gail, what about you? What, what did you find from the, the, the ladies' hearts and um, just how they responded? You, you've been around long enough that a lot of them would come to you. Uh,
1: well, actually. Um The Lord just made it possible for a couple ladies that um, I just, when you're at church and, you know, just your normal Sunday, Friday, whatever, you don't always get a chance to really visit and talk with one another. And so um, he made an opportunity for a couple ladies um, to be able to sit and we were able to talk for a little bit and just share their hearts. And even in that, the Lord had already prepared my heart ahead of time for that, and um, so I just really appreciate that about the retreat, just that we're away from all the busyness, Mm -hmm. and so we really do have time to um, just be with one another and share one another's hearts, and um, I just was amazed by that. That was was just awesome.
2: You can say no when I ask the question, but can I ask you a tough question? Sure. Do you find that people... Um, avoid you because they don't know how to deal with your pain.
1: Yes, but that's okay because I understand. because it's terrible. and um, I wouldn't know what to do if it wasn't me, I have to mm-hmm. because it's it's my life, it's happening. Um, and so I understand. But I appreciate the times that the Lord does, make available for um, those who are able to just come and share their hearts um, and he has placed so many ladies um, who just um, are not afraid yeah. and are willing to just get down in the muck and share their hearts um, so, so yes I understand that.
2: I think one of the things that we don't know how to do well in our church culture I hope here at Calvary Chapel we're a little better at it but we need to get better still we, we don't know how to hurt with people
1: well, and the thing is, is that because of the hurt that I am experiencing, I'm able to do that now to just so much greater yeah. uh, measure because I'm not afraid, mm-hmm. and so I'm thankful for that.
2: Good. Well, sure, First, go We're inside about five minutes, so oh. you? What, how do you want to wrap okay. up today?
3: You know what Jessica was saying. You know, as we and and Bettina too, in this world, this culture that we find ourselves in. Um, for me. Ladies who came to pray didn't know how to tell their kids how they lived their life was wrong. Um, they didn't even know the scripture that says, um, for instance, in 1 Timothy 1.10, the law is for people who are sexually immoral, who practice homosexuality, slave traders, liars, promise break- breakers, or who do anything else that contradicts the wholesome teaching that comes from our Glorious good news entrusted um, by the Lord that they just didn't know. And so as people would come and pray, um, for, to me, I, I was kind of a little bit almost like flabbergasted. Like, how do, you've been coming to Calvary Chapel for a while. Do you not listen? Do you not read your Bible? Um, and so that was kind of a, 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 a shocker. But I was thrilled that they were at the retreat so that maybe, like with you, Jessica, they could go home and say, no, I heard the truth. And now I'm going to stand and live the truth, and I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, we're in Judges, and, and the, the generation before had not lived it or told their kids. And so now they're raising up this whole generation who don't know the Lord and his word, and we don't want to be those people.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's time to stand up for what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to know it any other way. They're, they're getting bombarded with all the things that are evil being called good. Mm-hmm. And so we who belong to Christ have to stand up and tell them yeah. this this is right and this is wrong.
3: So I love the fact what um Ziamara said about the simplicity and just the simple word of the Lord. If we will just get back to that basics of just being with Jesus, um, then the people uh, will see. will grow and, and hopefully they'll follow us as we follow Christ and grow as well.
2: Ziamora, as we as we wrap up, um, what would you say to women who, well, retreats are not my thing. You know, I, I just don't, that's just not me to open my heart up like that. One of the things our daughter-in-law said was, I couldn't go up there and pray in front of everybody and have a stranger come up and pray for me. So we've we so, got two minutes, Zia
8: So <laughs> as my husband would say at best, and he does, vean um, May they see you and me, and may they hear you and me because if we go back to basics and we go to all our men and all our women in the bible god chose nobodies. we are nobodies Mm -hmm. i'm nobody Mm -hmm. you know and he chose all of them who had nothing to be somebody and we all said why me you know and we don't need a title that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't exclude us that doesn't make us either and so he just he shows his glory he uses us for his glory and he allows them to see that if I if they could be used I could be used we just have to be willing
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. okay we got one minute Jossie you used to be a somebody
5: <laughs>
2: real quickly tell us why being a nobody's better
5: why being nobody's better mm-hmm. because it's Jesus that fills us it's he he does all things for the good according to those who love him and I'm I'm just glad that it it's him living in me,
2: because I died. I remember the one interview you did on TV where where they said, "So are, are you happy now?" And you and you, you smiled. And you said, "I'm just so content." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love that word. Mm-hmm. Ladies, thanks for being here. We appreciate it very very much. Hey, audience, thank you for tuning in to the special edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. You're listening to AM six thirty KSLR, the Word. I'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing, at four o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye
3: bye.